Fiverr had no support system, which I like, you know, I work with like a close knit of friends and a lot of good support group to get to a position where I don't really give a fuck that much anymore. But I definitely think with Forum, yeah, my mum didn't support my ways of living life and this and the other, I definitely will still thrive. I think I'll thrive even extra hard because of that. I think I'll be sad for some time, of course. Yeah. But I will thrive after that, you know. I think you can't keep that, you know, you can't let the you can't let the nose block your blessings and what you're and what you're supposed to set out to do. Like you can't. Like that's not that's not an option. No one can take that as an option. You cannot take no as like, you know, when you don't get into the school you want to go to. Try again next year or something like this. You know, like girl. Like it's not a no forever. And that's what people forget. Like your parents might not talk, you might not talk to them forever, but that's what it is. And they don't want that relationship. It's not good for you. What would you rather be in? Yeah. No, no relationship with your parents, or would you rather be in a relationship with your parents, but always had to hide who you are or act different or this, that, and the other? I prefer to be 100% me. Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai. Hi, I'm your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry all while sipping and spilling some hot garam chai and discussing all things life and culture surrounding the creative industry of course. Now if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible or wherever you stream this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast and share it on your stories, on social, on the WhatsApp groups, on the Twitters, on the Flitters and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall just shares the love. Now, today's show started with a clip from JJ Revlon's episode, which I did earlier before, and I will link all of the information before. And I have recently been doing the work and listening back to a couple of my episodes, listening to other people's podcasts. And this specific, a no is not a no forever, was just in the back of my head. And I was like, I want to do an episode on this. Because in this chapter of my life, I am very, very much focused on being joyful and bringing joyfulness to other people. And also understanding in the joyful and the joyfulness and the fruitful moments where I am living my best creative life, my best artistic life, and giving that 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 energy back to the community, that kindness back to the community, where's that coming from? And that when I'm in the lowest of the lows, the challenges, the, the valleys, as I always say, and that dooming email that says, unfortunately, this round, you have not been successful. And they come in heaps, because they always come in heaps. They never come individually. Sorry, my nose is itchy because I just trimmed my beard. And it's just this one little hair that's just like tickling my nose. Going back to this, they always come in bloody heaps. It's like there's a WhatsApp organizational kind of like group where they're just like, you know what? I'm going to reject them on Monday at 12 o'clock. And then if you want to send your feedback to them saying they were unsuccessful at maybe oh I don't know four and then you could send yours at seven and then Tuesday and Wednesday do you guys want to go next no okay Thursday okay Thursday will be the last one and I feel like that's how it runs it's always like unsuccessful 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 and you just it just eats at you it eats at you because I talk to my peers and my colleagues and my friends in the industry who are emerging mid-career established no matter what part of the industry or what step you're in 
it feels like when you get those emails and they come in heaps, your work is not getting rejected, but you as a person are getting rejected because we are so intertwined. And then we go into the, the breakdowns of like, oh, the world is against me. Oh, how am I going to pay my rent? Oh, it's the establishments. Oh, it's the, it's the political parties. Oh, I wasn't growing up with privilege. Oh, these people always get the opportunities. Oh, if I was an influencer. Oh, because I don't have the blue tick and it just eats at you. And, oh, maybe I don't look good enough. Oh, because I don't have this. And why is that person getting the job? Why is that person... And it just eats at you. And I I have been at that space and I am, oh my God, that is a dark place to be because one darkness leads to another, leads to another. And I see some people and I'm like, man, oh man, how has this industry not eaten at you? And some of the people who I have really learned from and want to surround myself with continuously are the people who are continuously doing the work. So we're going to break down how a no is not a no forever. And we work the mindset to these challenges that we face. And point number one is that perhaps that no is protecting you from something. Now, understanding that sometimes when you obtain a job, okay, and I've gotten lots of jobs sometimes before, which I haven't enjoyed, and possibly could be from a selfish perspective, because there's a vanity aspect of the industry. And let's all be very transparent about that, that there's a lot of vanity in this industry, there's a lot of ego in this industry, and it's about having a healthy relationship with that, especially in the age of digital media, where numbers and self self proclamations is such a massive thing you open up my instagram and you'll see like all of the vanity stuff there and and it's about having a healthy relationship and knowing going back to the point of protecting you from something that perhaps if you were to get that job would you have been able to handle it and i was recently listening to a lot of podcasts like i was mentioning before i've been listening to brene brown's podcast i've been listening to lewis house the school of greatness so many things and lewis had their partner on in one of the episodes, and I'm paraphrasing here, and they talked about love and relationships in that episode, and talked about how perhaps in their 20s, or in their early years, if they were to get married, they would not have been able to handle it. And I put that into going back to the work, the manifestation, the journaling, and things like that. And I was like, imagine if I got these jobs in my early 20s, and had access to all of these young schemes that are coming along, and I just got one after the other, and the arts grants, and the feature films, the BAFTAs, the Olivier's, I was working with Streep, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep's uh, Hugh Jackman's Janet Jackson, who I wanted to work with in some capacity, Tyler Perry, SNL, like all of these things, these accolades, and I had millions and millions of pounds in my account, and I had that that flat, that house, the assistants, the agents, the Curtis Brown, the independent talent, the the show, just the things, the things, the things. Would I have been able to handle it? And the answer was no. I had a very unhealthy relationship in my early years. I was dealing with the toxicity around me that was brewing up within me. I was homeless at points. I had a very unhealthy relationship with my family. Going on like self-identification, how our paths just weren't aligning, religious beliefs. Just so many things were going on with my friendship circles. And I remember one specific job I got, like through groveling and groveling, groveling, I got this one big commercial. And it was the first time I was on a set, not as a background person, not as a dancer, not as an essay, not as an ensemble person, but as a lead. I got cast as a lead in this commercial. And I remember we were at rehearsals and they were doing costume and this person yelled out, who's the lead? 
and usually there's a call sheet everybody has like a sign and I remember I didn't say anything and that sort of behavior just continued on I had a specific role to play in that commercial that when the director was filming the commercial I just wasn't coming forward because I felt shy I was around these people that that had been doing commercials for a while and were leads in their avenues and I was just in awe and I was like this is the first commercial of this kind this is this is an opportunity for the community I want that person to turn I want that person to shine and I was like I didn't know how to deal with it and then I remember wrapped up and I got everybody for a Rochers and then when I got paid I didn't know how to handle money because I've always had such a bad relationship with money and this poor man's mentality that money's always going to run out because we grew up I grew up in a single parent's household and my money was always my my mom was always like money doesn't grow on trees you need to do this you need to do that and I remember getting that big check because the buyouts of commercials are always great and I gave 50% off it to my family and I was like I'll keep the other 50% and those people that I met on the set they were they are now in great establishments have great flourishing careers and I was like, I want to create a relationship with them because they showed me two minutes of kindness. And I was also single. I was going on dates and I was like, I'm going to pay for the bills. I'm going to take care of the whole party. I was doing this with any random stranger who was showing me kindness because I wasn't being kind to myself. And I felt now looking back at it, the only thing I had to offer in that space was monetary value that I as a person didn't have substance enough to be in those spaces. And I was acting like a fool in certain spaces and I was paying for dates full out and I just, I wasn't being authentically me and doing the work. I now think about it that had I gotten all of those jobs, I wouldn't have not bloody known how to handle anything. I have had time to now create opportunities, create my own work and I've realized that that is my purpose that I have wanted to create opportunities because I know how it feels after years and years of no's that I want to give those opportunities to other people. My version of success is so much different. It's no longer the accolades, but the journey. I, I think about this one specific thing when I was writing down and I was doing the work that my version, one of my versions of success is being on a beach with my friends, cooking and just dancing. That moment alone is so much more than oh, I want to be on set, I want to do it. Yes, there are elements of it, financial elements of it that play into that image, but that is my one of my versions of success. Another version of my success is having enough financial stability so that if my peers or my colleagues or my loved ones come to me and they're like, I'm in trouble or I want to finance this and I'm like, okay, pitch it to me and I will give you the money and I have taken care of myself in terms of I have a house, I have a healthy savings, I have X, Y, and Z, I will fund this. And in getting the no's, I was protected from all of these things, from the toxic work environments, from certain negative experiences which I've heard about on sets, like bad directors, bad writers, bad behind the scenes screen, bad so many things, bad my personal had I gotten those jobs, how I would have handled fame, let's say for an example, because I talk to these people who are established and they talk about how still at the peak of their careers, there's still so much groveling to do, but now I understand the peaceness of the space that I'm at. I've also valued the life experiences that I've had and be in certain spaces and meet certain people and create certain relationship, invest time into certain things that I wouldn't have been able to do if that had been a yes. And also just cultivate me. 
and the people around me. And I really now take the understanding and the value and the time of people close to me very seriously. So it would have protected me. And the no protected me. And understanding that the no doesn't define me, that my creative practice, yes, it's from me. Yes, it comes from somewhere deep within, but it does not define my work. It does not define who I am as a creative. It does not define anything. And I'm going to take it and go somewhere else. And I'm going to go to another opportunity that a no is a way for another opportunity's door to open. So if the Arts Council says no, that I'm unsuccessful in this run, I need to go and search in another space, make connection in other ways and work and work and work. And now I'm able to offer these connections to other people. So currently I'm doing the Young Vic Theatre's Fresh Direction program. And I talk to people and I talk about like how you can do X, Y, and Z, how there's these, and those people in return offer me information as well and connect me. And it's a give and take. And again, had I been yesed, I wouldn't have known how to do all of these things. I see a lot of people who are successful and established how they want to protect, how they want to gatekeep all the time. And I don't understand where that comes from. Is it from personal insecurities because they haven't done the work of finding themselves? Where is it coming from? Point number three or four or whatever number that we're at, that the no, it wasn't meant for me. It is not meant for me right now at the space where I am at. And... It is a place for somebody else to come along and for them to be aligned with. Maybe they deserve it more. Maybe it's right for them. I remember applying to a lot of directing and assistant directing jobs or like project grants or writing works and commission works or acting stuff that those things are not meant for me right now, probably because of the skill set that I have. I remember having Daniel Dresner, Daniel O'Meara, or so many acting coaches and people who say that when you're not in the crux of doing the work, how that falls through. So if you're not getting a job as an actor, are you still keeping up the craft? Are you reading plays? Are you working on your accents? Are you watching films? Are you looking at the casting directors? Are you learning the business of this industry? Are you going to networking events? Are you calling up perhaps a friend and just running lines with them? Are you self-taping and just having a an archive of like contemporary and classic monologues or or just are you doing the work because that involves that and sometimes we lose the motivation because I used to say this to my friends when they would ask do you believe that you'll be successful and are you doing the work and I would say no I don't feel like I'll be successful because I feel like I am a failure so they were like how do you feel like somebody else would believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and also I understand that being your own cheerleader for such a long time is difficult, but the reframing of the mind is such an essential thing. You gotta, you gotta work on that. Whether that's meditation, whether that's going out for a walk, whether that's treating you yourself with kindness, whether that's, you know, looking in the mirror and picking on one thing that really makes you happy. Maybe you have kind hands, you have beautiful eyes, you you know, your blue that you're wearing today, your blue t-shirt, that brings out your eyes. Something that really does that, that in return will attract so much more because something else is coming, something bigger than you even know. Maybe that's why it wasn't meant for you because you got to believe, you got to trust, you got to trust in the higher purpose of things. Were you right to receive it? Would you have handled it? What was the intention? And all of these questions just disappear. And then the, the real question begins, which is like, can you let it go? And if you can't, 
do the work again. Do the work in understanding why can't we let it go? And I'm gonna come back to now the point which JJ made and I just wanna give a shout out to JJ. JJ just, just did this beautiful thing at the Young Vic where they had a ball and they're gonna do some more projects together and they're flourishing in the career. And what really made me happy in meeting JJ at such a crucial point and having the connection that we did that JJ talks about, which I ask in, if you remove all of the pillars and I ask this, I'm gonna link the episode in the bio description of this podcast. If you remove the pillars, the three pillars, which I say are confidence, grit, spirituality, support. If you remove all of those pillars, would you be who you are today and find your way? And they said they've had that and they will find a way and they understand that a rejection is not a rejection forever, that a no is not of no forever. And that continually rings in the back of my head as I get these unsuccessful things, as I get all of these things, as I as I also understand the business of the industry, that a no is not a no forever. And that will continuously ring in my head because people change. The industry is changing. There's a lot of spaces and it's becoming more broader. People's version, like I was saying, of success and greatness and so many other things is is different now. This social media structure and the space itself has become an entity of itself. I used to look at it and be like, oh my God, why? There's no substance. This person's just this, this, this. I'll be blatant in saying like, oh, they're just a content creator. They have nothing to offer. They've got a nine to five and then they do this. But there's a beautifulness to that, that they've created a space for themselves. They have created their own lane. Like you will create your own lane that no will make you want to create your own lane. You gotta you gotta find that in yourself and you gotta be like like a lion and just be like, I don't know why I sound like this, but you gotta roar and you gotta you gotta really work on that. And be kind to yourself, be generous to yourself and really believe in yourself and do the work. Be grateful for the tiniest amount of things. Be grateful for the food, for the walks, for the privileges that we have. I really, really take that time. Like I think about to all of those times when I was homeless, to when I didn't have a penny in my dime, to when I didn't have showers for like weeks on weeks. And I really, really think about the tiniest amount of things that make me feel grateful. And that makes me feel so whole. And that makes me want to create bigger things and give back because it's so much more than just me. It's it's a purpose and I will find a clarity in, in its language, but it is so much more. So I will leave you as I always do and bring it all back. And I will link, like I said, JJ's episode into this. Listen to that, listen to some of the previous work, share it, let me know what you thought of this one, what you would like to listen more of and let me know what you were sipping on. But again, I will leave you as I always do. Breathe in, breathe out. That <laughs> tickled my nose again. <laughs> now I must go, which means now I must go, which is copyrighted and I will sue. That goes against everything that I said, I'm joking. But stay curious and until next time.